We're back now with more Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Now, depending on the procedure or the service you get, surprise medical bills can end up costing thousands of dollars. That's what happened to Rachel in North Suburban Libertyville. Last year, my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. And before his surgery, we reached out to Mayo Clinic to get a second opinion. Um, He spoke with a doctor by telephone. They reviewed his records. A couple months later, after he had had the surgery down in Chicago, we got a bill for almost $4,000 for the consultation alone. Thanks to the No Surprises Act, Americans like Rachel will no longer be blindsided by unexpected bills from out-of-network providers. The law went into effect on January 1st and could affect 10 million bills a year. Joining us now to discuss what this means for you is Dan Weissman. He's the host and executive producer of An Arm and a Leg. It's a podcast about the cost of health care. Hi, Dan. Welcome back to Reset. Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me. And we want to hear from you, too. Tell us, when was the last time that you got a medical bill that just popped up out of nowhere? How much did you have to pay? Give us a call at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Dan, first off, what's your reaction to what we just heard from Rachel? Yeah, that completely stinks, and it's so completely typical. We are inundated with outrageous medical bills from all kinds of places. Um, and, and I also have you know, a question because this is a there's, a there's a thing about this kind of idea of protection from surprise medical bills. It's actually a kind of a narrow term that doesn't cover all of the incredibly unpleasant and unjust surprises that we get. Um, as defined in this law, the No Surprises Act, a surprise medical bill is a very specific situation where you are choosing to go to a hospital that takes your insurance plan. They're in network for you. But you get seen by somebody, uh, say an ER doc or a radiologist or an anesthesiologist, Typically, I mean, it could be anybody, but typically these are, these are folks in, in specialties where you don't get to pick who you see. Mm-hmm. You just get whoever shows up. Um, and in some cases, like, a, like often with radiologists, you don't even meet this person. If you're going into surgery, you know, they do a consult, you hear about it from your surgeon. Um, so you, you choose a place, you choose to have like surgery or go to an ER or whatever, someplace that's in network for you, somebody who's involved in your care, unbeknownst to you, doesn't take your insurance. And surprise, they send you a bill for whatever they want to charge you. And your insurance is like, you know, I guess you're kind of on your own for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that and that specific, extremely un, like, unpleasant, unjust, right, and shocking circumstance is what the No Surprises Act protects us from. And Dan, how often is this happening to people? How often are they getting these surprise medical bills? I mean, nobody necessarily really knows, but you cited the number 10 million. I've seen that number. Um, studies have shown, have said that, like, one out of five folks who go to ERs get surprised. So, and honestly, I think that could be lowballing things. Wow. Well, uh, in general, tell us the rights that folks have when it comes to these unexpected medical bills. I mean, until now, there have been no national protection. This has just been this outrageous problem for which people have had no protection in most places. Some states, um, including Illinois, have had some certain protections, but there's been no national protection from this. And, you know, under the No Surprises Act, basically the story goes, the good news is it's not supposed to be your problem. Um, if, if, if somebody's not in your network, you know, you end up being seen by them as kind of part of care that you get at a place that's in network for you. You're not supposed to get a crazy medical bill from them. The insurance company and the provider are supposed to work it out behind the scenes. So that's the good news. That's how this is supposed to work. 
So, so under under this uh, new federal protections, again, it's called the No Surprises Act. Do these protections apply to folks who don't have health insurance from an employer or a marketplace or an indiv- individual plan? What I'm thinking of is uh, like Medicare or Medicaid or Tricare, even. Right. Yeah. My impression is, uh, gosh, Tricare. I haven't. I, have, I haven't looked up Tricare. My impression is that uh, Medicare and Medicaid don't you know, not a happy problem. Um, but if you don't have insurance at all, uh, I mean, you got all kinds of problems, mm-hmm. right? But you're not. You're, you don't have the protection of like the insurance company's there for you in the first place. What if someone doesn't have health insurance at all, or or, or they right. they choose to pay for their care without health insurance? Sometimes that happens too. Oh, you're like you go to someplace and you're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not giving you my health insurance information. Just let me pay the cash price. Yeah, right. this is this is tailored to a very specific situation where you have insurance and you go someplace that you, that's supposed to be in network for you, and then you get an unexpected bill from somebody who didn't take your insurance. You had no way of knowing you'd be seen by somebody who didn't take your insurance. That is the only circumstance where this offers you new protections. Every place else, you're like still at the mercy of all the things we're at the mercy of all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the bad news. Um, and there's and there's and there was limitations to this, right? So like this basically only applies if you're being seen at a hospital. Almost any other place you go, including most urgent care places, you're out of luck. And that can include you go to your doctor's office. They're a network for you. And they're like, hey, go down the hall, get a blood draw. I want to see some stuff for you. I want to see some labs for you. But maybe that lab gets, maybe that blood sample gets sent to a lab that's not a network for you. And you don't get protection under this law. Right. Um, it's like, and oh, uh, also, like, let's say you're in true medical emergency. You need an ambulance. Ground ambulances are not covered by this law. So those are other instances where it's like, uh, um, you know, why don't I have this protection? I deserve right. this protection. We deserve, we deserve so many protections. And then the other thing to really watch out for is uh, even in an instance where you're supposed to be protected, someone might ask you to sign a form called the Surprise Billing Protection Form, which one expert uh, said, like, oh, yeah, they should call that the Sign Away All Your Surprise Billing Protection Form. It's basically saying, I'm signing away these rights. Bill me whatever you want. Um, I'm going to pay it. Uh, and obviously, you should think twice before signing this. It's supposed to include a good faith estimate of what you'll be charged. And it's supposed to include the names of in-network providers who can provide this service. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, that, but there's, we have so many. I mean, as always, like we've got so many landmines. Right. You're listening to Reset. If you're just tuning in, that's Dan Wiseman. He's host and executive producer of the healthcare podcast, An Arm and a Leg. And we're discussing new federal protections against unexpected medical bills under the No Surprises Act. That law went into effect at the start of the new year. Uh, So it basically bans surprise billing uh, in private insurance for most emergency care and many instances of non-emergency care. Uh, They also require that uninsured and self-pay patients receive key information, including overviews of anticipated costs and details about their rights. And we want to hear from you, too. Tell us, how have you been handling getting these unexpected medical bills? Do you think that the new protections will help you avoid a sticky situation in the future? Our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Again, 866-915-WBEZ. Dan, let's jump to the phones. We've got Pamela here with us in North Center. Hi, Pamela. Welcome to Reset. Hi. What's your story? Um, So I was really healthy, and uh, and then uh, 
within a matter of days, um, I started coughing up blood and uh, was admitted to the hospital and learned that I had an autoimmune disease that's really, really rare. Um, And so uh, I had a team of nephrologists and pulmonologists at the hospital Mm -hmm. because this disease attacks your lungs and your uh, kidneys. And I was hospitalized in ICU for a month. Wow. And following that, um, uh, my lungs recovered fairly well, but uh, now my kidneys need, you know, I require dialysis. So I had a team of doctors. Uh, They were under advisement of other doctors at Mayo Clinic um, because most doctors don't see cases like mine in their entire career. But at some point, you had to pay for all of that. Yeah, (laughs) to pay for all of that. My husband has uh, insurance through his work, and so that's the insurance that we use, and it's good insurance. But we we elected to choose our own, um, you know, uh, network and all of that. And so we have to meet, I think it was like a $8,000 deductible or something like that. Wow. Um, which ends in January and starts over again. But here's the um, rub. Uh, when I, so the team of doctors that were following my case, and, and it's going to be like part of an international study because so few people have it. Um, uh, they, they've they been consulting with people all over the world, like to find out, you know, best treatment and so forth and so on. Right. I require dialysis three times a week. The dialysis center is in the same hospital, and, um, and I have the same team of doctors uh, working out of that dialysis center. And even though the hospital is part of our network, the dialysis center is not part of our insurance network. Right. So you, so your hospital is in network, uh, but the the dialysis center in the hospital isn't. So this is costing you thousands of dollars a week. Wow, Pamela, thank you so much for calling and sharing that story. Uh, Dan, I imagine you've heard a lot from the folks that you've been interviewing for the podcast. What yeah. stories are you hearing? Well, I mean, this story, I just want to say this story is horrible. And I'm like, it's oh, wow. It's terrifying. I hadn't thought about it. And I, and I had, this is, I mean, like, there's just always a new one on me, right? I'm like, oh, the dialysis center that's in the hospital isn't in network for the same insurance of the hospital. Network. Like, wow. For that an autoimmune disease, she had no idea yeah. she had. Right. Yeah. This, this just hadn't occurred to me. I'm like, how? So, uh, yeah. Like, I'm both never surprised and always surprised. Yeah. Like the, the the variations are unfortunately totally endless. Well, in one of your episodes, you you had talked about how being blindsided by medical bills is, is even a problem for industry insiders. Were you surprised yeah. by that? <laughs> I was on a panel for a conference of people who do like the business of healthcare, and they wanted to talk about you know consumer protections, and they kept talking about people's financial responsibilities as consumers, which I think is totally ridiculous. Like, we're not shopping for TVs here. We're not consumers. We're just people who don't want to die. Um, but on the kind of planning call, all the all the other people were like, oh, yeah, and then I have this thing kind of, I don't know, I think it's going to cost me a lot of money. I'm trying to figure out how to not pay through the nose for it. And I'm like, you, like, you people realize that, you, like, if you have this problem, we all have this problem. This is not a, this, this is, this is, um, I guess I'm sputtering here because it's just so outrageous. 
Yeah. Let's hear from Tony in Chatham. Hi, Tony. Welcome to Reset. Hi there. Um, I had an emergency room visit for a fall on the ice a few years ago um, at the University of Chicago. I was there for four hours, and I was billed $16,000, 11000 What? My, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I had once I had a CT scan and some fluids, and they didn't even give me pain reliever, but whatever. So, wow, sixteen thousand dollars. My insurance company paid eleven thousand, so I was billed five thousand. And um, I walked from my house in Chatham up to University of Chicago because I was really concerned that I might blow the place up. I just took a taxi there, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I burned up some steam. I uh, discussed with them that there was no way that they were ever going to get this $5,000 from me. I would rather die first. My house is paid for. My car is paid for. So I didn't care about my credit. But I was like, you know, you will you'll you have a better chance of getting this money out of Trump than you do out of me. So you figure it out. And oh, uh, boy. I, had a letter, I had a letter that was saying that my bill was wiped clean. But, yeah, because you, you, you got $11,000 already. Why? How is it that much? That is insane. $16,000 for falling on the ice. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're okay, Tony. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much for exactly. sharing that. Geez, these stories are just, they're, as I said before, Dan, terrifying. I wonder what happens, though, if, if someone's living in a state like Illinois, where uh, there's a surprise billing law already in place. Um, this law expands on the protections that the Illinois law. Okay. So the Illinois, the Illinois law, the one of the biggest limitations of it is that it only applies in cases where you're insured by, um, where your insurer is regulated by the state of Illinois. And most of us, um, if we get our insurance through work, that's actually not the case. Um, most large employers do something called self-insurance. And that means that they, uh, it's, well, it's complicated to explain, but it basically means the insurance company is there administering a plan. And the money's coming, the money to pay claims comes out of the employer's pocket directly. And what it means for us is that our insurance isn't regulated by the state. The Department of Labor is the regulator, the U.S. Department of Labor. Mm -hmm. Um, It changes our rights in certain ways, including the state of Illinois can't regulate that. Um, So the No Surprises Act, the federal act, solves that problem. And this is, you know, about two-thirds of people who get their insurance through work. Their insurance is self-funded. If you work for a big employer, it's more like a 90% chance your insurance is self-funded. So this this affects a lot of people. This morning, uh, we we got a question from Leah on Twitter, and she was asking who is going to hold providers accountable to this new law. Yeah, that's a super good question. Um, and the 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 bad news is the law itself is which I I have had described to people who are expert in it um, is is a little complicated in that in some cases uh, it kind of depends. Like if your state has a surprise billing law, then the mechanism may call to the state. It may fall to the Department of Labor. The good news is, and there's a million combinations, permutations, the good news is there's one phone number you can call um, that's a kind of federal call line, a federal hotline, where if you have a problem, it seems like it should be covered by this, you call them and they're supposed to figure out, like, who, who, who actually is supposed to handle this particular complaint. Um, can I give you that number now? Sure, please. Yeah, yeah. it's 800 800- Nine eight five three zero five nine eight hundred nine eight five three zero five nine. I feel like I'm on a pledge drive for WBEZ. Great. But, um, but this is, but that, but that is that. Like we'll see how well it works. But it's really good that that exists because otherwise 
the enforcement mechanism is this kind of wild patchwork. Again, that so, hotline is 800-985-3059. Well, Dan, you know, you've spent several years doing this work, digging into the cost of health care in this country. What solutions do you think we need overall to to work toward? Oh, man. I mean, can we start over? <laughs> <laughs> it's really, I mean, the, we have this giant problem, which is there's too many people making too much money from the system that we have now. Most of those people are not healthcare workers, right? They're people who own things and, you know, run things. And they're really sophisticated. And they have tons of money. They wisely, for their interests, spend tons of money on lobbying and, you know, cozying up to regulators and making campaign contributions. So we are in deep trouble. Um, you know, one thing I, I say sometimes, like, the cavalry isn't coming, um, which is why, you know, on our show, we really focused uh, for the last couple of years on what I call self-defense. Like, what can we do? So I, I loved Tony's story that she told me, and I hated the part about I fell on the ice and sent me a bill for $16,000. But I love the part where she's like, I'm gonna, I walk in there and I told them, this is how it is. And they were like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. we're okay with having gotten $11,000 for that. She That's, said, I'm yeah, not I think, paying I think another we can guy. Live with that. Yeah. That's Dan Weisman, host and executive producer of An Arm and a Leg. That's a podcast about the high cost of health care. Dan, thank you so much for breaking that down for us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.